Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 84. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hi, Fire Nation. Before we kick off, I want to let you guys know that I've created a video that will take you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com slash blue to find out how to access this great video and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Okay, let's get started. I am simply elated to introduce my guest today, Pamela O'Hara. Pam, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. All right. Pam is the CEO of Batchbook Social CRM, which she co-founded in 2006. She is responsible for setting the overall direction and product strategy for the company. As a businesswoman and a mother, she is committed to running a company that can adapt to the unique needs of both its employees and its customers to foster better organization, increase productivity, and a more balanced life. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Pam, but why don't you take from here, tell us a little bit about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. My pleasure. So a little about me and my business. Uh, As you mentioned, I have three children and the fourth is my business. Um, They like (laughs) to rotate around who who takes up the most of my time, but it's a really fun juggle. Um, I started the business about six years ago. My youngest was born five years ago, so that can tell you um, you know, I really am <laughs> doing it all at the same time. Uh, so, it, it, you know, the impetus for my starting this business was really um, taking all of the sort of energy I had around technology, software development, um, but being able to craft my own schedule, my own, um, you know, my own efforts so that I could um, spend the time I wanted with my family as well. So that's, that's really what started it. And, you know, some, some weeks I'm more successful at that than others, but um, I, I, I really have been able to spend um, a, a, a lot of time working with technology people, building something we really believe in, putting a lot of time in, being passionate, but also being able to um, intertwine that with spending a lot of time with my kids, being really involved in their schools and their other activities. Um, so it's it's been a wonderful way to, to make it all work. Awesome, Pam. And I really look forward to delving into that more later. But before we do, let's start with your favorite success quote. Entrepreneur on Fire, we're all about getting the motivational ball rolling. You have some great content for us. So get us pumped up with your favorite success quote. Well, my favorite success quote actually comes from my husband, who is a huge part of, you know, my making all of this work, having that support network, um, you know, that that's how you do it. And his quote, which he probably tells me weekly, if not daily, is um, that the the enemy of good is perfect. And he tells me this a lot because I am a perfectionist and I am apt to spend a lot of time, you know, whether it's on 
the art project I'm helping one of the kids with or the new project we're trying to launch with Batchbook or, you know, the new campaign we want to do, whatever, whatever it is I'm working on, you know, I really like to dig in and, and work on it until I feel like it's perfect. And he tells me again and again, you know, get something out there, get, you know, give it to your team, give it to the kids, give it to, you know, get, get, Get what you're doing out in the world. Get feedback from others. You know, don't keep it to yourself until it's perfect. You've got to get it out there. And that's been um, just just a huge part of my being able to do as much as I do um, is that I am able to, um, to share things even before I feel like they're ready to be shared. Um, I'm, I'm able to share them with, with my team and with my family and get their help. And that, that really helps move me forward. I love that. And just so we can attribute him correctly in the show notes, what's his first name? Uh, His name is Jeff, and it's spelled G-E-O-F-F. All right. Well, we will link that up. And I love that quote for so many reasons. I don't even know where to start, but one place I can start is just, we bring this up a lot, Eric Reese, the Lean Startup, he focuses so much on you need to get your minimally viable product out there so you can get feedback from a customer. Because if you're waiting to create that perfect product, one, you're never going to create it, you're never going to launch it. And two, if you do, it might be perfect for you, but it's not perfect for the marketplace. So I love that aspect. And another thing about that quote, it just kind of brings back memories of back when I was an officer in the army and we were getting ready to deploy to Iraq. So we were doing all these different training exercises and one of my platoon sergeants really hammered home. He's like, Lieutenant, a good plan now is better than a great plan later because we might not be around later. So that's really kind of the mentality of the battlefield as well as that you need to come up with a good plan now. And if you wait to make a great plan up, you just may not be around to make that great plan. So there's so many aspects of that I love, but Pam, take it down to the ground level. How have you actually applied that quote, the enemy of good is perfect to your everyday life, to a specific example? Um, well, you know, as you mentioned, we definitely are very much of the lean startup mentality here. Um, and, and what we do in our product development cycle is we will take, um, you know, an idea and we will go through a discovery process. So every, you know, a a team will come together and let's brainstorm. Okay. How can we, you know, this new feature we want to add to our product? How do we, you know, what do we think we should do with this? So a bunch of people will input information and then, you know, in that meeting, we'll take it down to the MVP that you talked about, the minimum viable product. What's the least thing we can do to get it out to the world and, and get people using it? And after we take it down to that level, we'll, we'll put it aside um, for a couple days or even a week, and then we'll come back to it again and say, you know what, let's cut it down a little bit more. You know, we, we're, we're so excited. You know, that's one of the hard things, especially um, – in the small business, I think, because resources are so limited, um, you want so badly to do all of the things that you you can do, but you've got to keep coming back to that, you know, let's let's do something good. Let's do something valuable. And if someone has something in their hands today that's valuable, that's better than having something in their hands, you know, a month from now that's, you know, ever so slightly more valuable. Um, so, so we, we put that into practice a lot here with our, um, with our development schedule. So, so true, Pam. Thank you for giving us that real example. That's what it's all about. Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey. So we're going to continue your journey and reach back in time. You're an entrepreneur. You fail or you come across challenges or obstacles every single day. 
But at some point, you really had a telling failure or a telling challenge that you just really had to overcome in order to maintain and to continue on as an entrepreneur. Share with Fire Nation that story. Bring us down to the ground level and really share with us how Pam reacted to this situation. I've made a lot of mistakes and, you know, had a lot of opportunities to learn from mistakes. Um, but the, the things that really, the hardest things to overcome tend to be the people things, um, at least for me. And that's when, um, you know, as a business owner, there are times when, you know, there's a team member that, that is, just isn't quite the right fit. And that's, you know, that's really difficult because, again, with the small business, we're a family. We're very tight. We've spent a lot of time together. We've done a lot together. Um, but as a business owner, I also have to understand that, um, you know, I, I, I am taking care of everyone on this team. And if there's, you know, if there's, if there's one person that's not quite the right fit, um, you know, it's, it's my responsibility and, and I owe it to my team uh, to make that right. So that, that can be um, really, you know, I feel like, the hardest part of, of being a business owner for me is, is that time when you, you have to put your business, you know, interests first for the sake of everyone um, at your business. Um, but sometimes that might not be, you know, it might be a difficult decision or a difficult situation. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm in this for this team. I, I, you know, I love this business and I love what I do because I work with such wonderful people. Um, but that's what also makes it so hard when, when, you know, every once in a while the situation just doesn't work out. So Pam, these challenges and obstacles that you're talking about in a very abstract way are so important because they can apply to all the listeners in any industry. And that's what I love about talking about things abstractly. So I'm glad you, you led with that. But this is, again, really about your journey. So take us down to the ground level. Share with us an actual time. Take us there. You know, I appreciate your calling me out on that. <laughs> um, I, I was intentionally abstract because I do feel like um, in those situations, I, you know, it, they are personal situations. And so I don't, I just don't feel like it's, it's right to, to sort of air that situation. Um, it's, it's hard to do without... Um, being a little abstract. So what what I will say is, you know, as a business owner, there have been a couple of times, um, you know, probably a handful of times in the six years that I've worked here that there, there was just, you know, a situation with an employee where they weren't able to, um, <clears throat> they, they weren't um, contributing what we needed them to contribute to the team for whatever reason. Um, in every single situation, uh, it's been wonderful people. It's been people who've been, um, you know, dedicated to this team, but for whatever reason, um, it just wasn't the right situation for them. And, you know, in probably half of those times, um, you know, going to them with that information being very clear, explaining to them that it wasn't working, explaining to them why. Um, in in some situations, we were able to turn it around, and you know, they ended up being amazing contributors. They just they didn't understand, or they didn't realize, or they didn't see the situation. In other situations, they weren't. They weren't able to turn that around, and you know, ultimately, we had to to part ways, and so. 
Um, that that's really what I'm describing in there is that you know having that situation where you've got someone who's not able to contribute and is holding the the team back, um, being able to really talk to that person, address that person directly, help them see what's going on, and then you know ultimately making the decision: can they stay as part of the team? That is such a tough part about being an entrepreneur. Is that that's the hardest part? <laughs> I think. Or in Pam's words, the hardest part, because you <laughs> are so excited and you're so passionate about your own business. And then you reach the point where you need to bring people on and you look at it as like a family. So you hire these people and you bring them on with this passion and enthusiasm. And everybody's on the same page or so you think and you're moving forward and things are just going great. And you have this vision, these illusions of grandeur that everybody's always going to have the same passion, drive, and energy that you do. And when that doesn't happen to be a reality and when there's just a piece of the puzzle that's not quite fitting, it's so tough to go to your quote-unquote work family, to your entrepreneurial family, and break them off and kind of move forward without them to stop that anchor that's dragging you back. So I definitely hear you talking about there, Pam. It's a great lesson to learn, and I respect that you don't want to get exactly personal and very specific about it. So we're going to take that. We're going to move on to the other end of the spectrum. And that's the aha moment because another aspect about being an entrepreneur, just like failing, just like facing challenges, is that innovation side, is having those aha moments, those light bulbs that are going off that are just inspiring you and driving you forward and just making you get out of the morning and saying, wow, I really want to do this. This is going to resonate so well. Can you share with us an aha moment and how you specifically took action on that aha moment? The origin of Batchbook, the aha moment that was the start of this company was um, when I actually was hired, uh, I was at that time uh, still doing some consulting work with a business that I co-founded early on in my career. Uh, I'd taken some time off uh, and to start my family and was doing some consulting for that business and for some other small businesses here in the Rhode Island area. That's where we're located. And, <clears throat> and I was hired by a, a local um, tech company to find um, what the owner called an electronic Rolodex. And she wanted basically a CRM system, although she didn't know that that's what it was or that that's what it was called. And she was a publishing firm and she needed something that would be very flexible. She had 15 people on staff, but then worked with a lot of other writers and editors. Um, And she had an advertising network and she did online webinars. So she had all these, this network of, you know, very different types of people. And she had, you know, different relationships and some of them overlapped. Some of her, um, her best content providers were also advertisers or were also, you know, instructing her webinars or attending the webinars. And she was having a really hard time keeping up with all of these different relationships. So she hired me as a consultant to come in and find, you know, the right product in her price range to help her keep up with all this. And I couldn't, I, you know, I spent over a month researching, trying to find something that would, that would sort of capture all this all these different relationships and all the different conversations the different parts of her business were having with this group. Um, and, and we couldn't find the right thing. So I literally, I was in my garage. I remember this painting a large refrigerator box 
in to a princess castle for one of my daughter's birthday parties. And I was like, you know what? I could build this. This is what I do. My background is in design and systems development and application development. And I just, you know, spent a month searching for something that is not out there that is, you know, very important, huge part of, you know, at least one person's small business growth. Um, let me go out and see if there are other people looking for something like this. And, and that's where it started. So I found some folks to help me build it. I found a lot of people who needed it. And, uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> <laughs> or her story, one of the two. Right, that's true. <laughs> so, Pam, have you now had an I've made it moment? You know, it's funny. You have a lot of I made it moments and you have a lot of when am I going to make it moments? And it, you go back and forth <laughs> the whole, the whole way. Um, you know, there are, there have been some really big, exciting, you know, stories published about us, um, events we've been able to go to launches that went very successfully. Um, you know, there have also been changes we've had to made, um, you know, rewrites to our product, uh, that, that, you say, wow, we've, we've still got a long way to go. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I I think you talk a lot about, um, you know, other people who inspire you and what people have, you know, advice that you've gotten. And one of my favorite, um, pieces of advice I've gotten was, um, I was interviewing Mike McDermott, who's the CEO of FreshBooks at one point. And I asked him the secret to his success. And he, told me it's a thousand tiny victories. And I've remembered that. That was years ago. I've remembered that ever since then. And I love that, that, you know, there, I've found there really isn't one thing <laughs> that, that sort of tips you over the edge. It's a thousand tiny things. Um, and that's, that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you motivated. That's what keeps you, you know, inspired. That's what keeps you dedicated when, when it is, you know, when there is a setback or, or something does happen, um, it's all these little wins, all these little, you know, somebody liked it, someone tweeted it, someone, you know, wrote in, you know, we had, we had customers this past week, we're on the East Coast, so, um, you know, we were in the path of the storm that came through here, um, Hurricane Sandy, and we had customers writing in to us saying, I hope you guys are okay, you know, from, from, overseas people writing in saying, you know, I hope you guys are okay. And that was one of those little tiny moments that you're just like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> There's someone out there that, that cares about my team. They've made such a connection with the support folks here or with the dev team um, that, that they, you know, they took notice and they care. Um, no, so. I love those kind of stories too. And I actually, the day after Sandy hit, I'm up here in Maine and I w had an interview bright and early in the morning with a guy from Australia. And so I just was kind of in my Australian zone and I called him up and we were having a little pre-interview chat and he's like, so are you okay? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, oh, I was worried about you. I saw that, you know, you were about to get hammered by Sandy and was just wondering if everything was going to be okay. I'm like, wow, like it's crazy in this day and age, the reach that our industries have, that our businesses have, that we have in general to the world and just how yeah. fast that can be translated. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's heartwarming. Yeah, it truly is. 
So on that note, because this is also heartwarming, your current business, Pam, you have a lot of great things going on. You've touched on a lot of them, but let's just get into the present moment right here. What's one thing that's really exciting you about your business right now? Uh, my team. And it's, it's the thing, you know, sorry to sound like a broken record. <laughs> um, I'll change my answer. It's my yellow wall. No, no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, I do like, we have new offices. I do like my yellow wall, but I, you know, my team is amazing and we keep growing. We have 22 staff now. Um, you know, this is twice what we had about a year ago. Um, and it's so exciting to see, you know, folks here grow. We've been able to bring in some new folks. We've got about five new staff in the past few months. Um, and they're, they're just amazing and I feel like we're really we've grown up to a point where you know we're we're really <clears throat> able to work as teams and work um as a as a really cohesive group um not that we weren't a cohesive group before but there's definitely when you're first starting out there's just a lot of fires to put out sorry for uh putting out your fire but uh <laughs> <laughs> um you know it's 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 a lot it's a frantic existence. And I feel like we're at the point now where it's not such a frantic existence. It's a, you know, it's still a very passionate, um, and every once in a while there's, there's, you know, something starts smoldering, but it's, it's a much more organized and, and, uh, and, you know, progressive existence. And I like, I like that back to the, you know, start of the interview when I mentioned that I'm a perfectionist. It's, you know, it's, it's fun to see things really start to click into place for us. Well, on that note, Pam, what is your vision for the future of Batchbook? Um, you know, we want to just keep doing this. I think we, we love what we're doing. We love technology. We love small businesses. We love, you know, befriending people from all over the world the way we can um, with our business and with the tools that we're providing. So, um, you know, I, I, I look at Batchbook and, and I measure our success by um, our ability to accomplish the things we're trying to accomplish versus, you know, numbers or percentage gains. Um, I really look at it as we want to keep doing this. As long as we can keep doing this, we are successful. So take a couple of seconds here. How would your ideal client be using Batchbook in an ideal situation? What we provide to our customers is that, as I, as I started with, is that basically that, that help understanding the relationships that their business is forming. And so we really designed our product for that early stage, you know, two, five, ten employee businesses that are just starting to grow beyond, you know, one person with an idea and an email account, and maybe a newsletter list, they're really starting to get to the point where they're hiring a team, they've brought people in to help, you know, put together some more targeted campaigns. Let's, you know, we've noticed that the people with red hair read our email much more frequently than the people with blonde hair. So let's look at that and let's understand why and let's, you know, let's focus in on the redheads because what a fiery group they are. Um, you know, that sort of thing that, that when, you've, when you've 
you're sort of moving beyond the I just have an idea and your 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 idea has clicked. That's that's when we come in. We love that moment in time and we love helping businesses um, you know, sort of clear that hurdle, <laughs> you know, make make their idea work in the marketplace. That's that's the hardest part of starting your own business is, you know, the idea is great, but making it work in the market, that that's the hard part. And and so we love being a part of that. Well, thank you for sharing that insight with us, Pam. It's always good to really have the curtain kind of pull back and see inside the mind of different companies and entrepreneurs and businesses. So we really appreciate that. And we'll use that to move into now my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. I'll get my (laughs) mind-blowing answers ready. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I have always been an entrepreneur. I I don't think anything ever did. I was in college. I was in high school. I was painting, designing. I sold Christmas ornaments to my college friends. I sold crafts at the marketplace um, for my first job out of college. I've, I've always done this. So, you know, don't ever let anything hold you back. Love it. What is the best business advice that you ever received? Enjoy every little moment. I will go back to that because I really, I really have used that as a benchmark for me. Um, you know, don't, don't miss the little things. It's all the little victories that, that are why you're building this business. Don't focus on if I could just get, you know, in this newspaper or if I could just get, you know, this account level. Be very excited about all of the, all of the little victories and, you know, you will enjoy building your business and it will, it will come back in spades. True, true insight. What is something that's working for you or Batchbook right now? Um, you know, the, the personal connection. We, we spend a lot of time um, with our customers. We have a fanatical support team. They are wonderful. We, they do phone calls. They do, um, you know, email. They, they are on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're everywhere. And we spend a lot of time um, trying to find ways to connect with the people in our network. And there's a lot of people who really love Batchbook and they're just, you know, why not do everything possible you can to really build a strong relationship with those folks, the folks that are, you know, they're, they're out there telling the world, hey, I really like this product. Like, you know, why not <laughs> um, spend a lot of our resources um, thanking and appreciating and keeping those people connected and informed and, you know, involved in what we're doing. What is your favorite business book? Oh, gosh. You know, my favorite, my favorite business book tool is the Kindle. And because of the Kindle, I am now um, constantly reading about four or five books at a time, so it's hard. I, I just started Chris Anderson's new book, uh, Makers is his new book, um, which is great. I am also reading Future Perfect, um, which, is, which is really interesting. Um, Brad Feld 
uh, just came out with the new startup communities. We have a really great startup community here in Providence. Um, we have a, a really great accelerator program. And so I've been really interested. Um, Brad Feld's book is about uh, what they're doing in Colorado, how they started the, the amazing startup community they did out there. Um, so I've been reading that just to, to sort of see how some of the similarities in, in what we're trying to do in Providence. Awesome. Well, I love to hear that Providence is on the road to startup world. I will always have a special place in my heart. I went to Providence College. I saw that. You went to PC. Very nice. We're right down the road from there. I was just down this weekend for their uh, basketball game against Rhode Island College. It was a blast. Uh, Nice. Did you win? (laughs) We blew them out. Yeah. Ah, nice. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, This is my last question, Pam, and it's definitely my favorite, but it's kind of a toughie. So take your time, digest, and then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket, a computer with internet access, your food and shelter is taken care of, what would you do in the next seven days? Knowing me and what a planner I am, I would probably spend the first day doing as much research as possible on, um, you know, what <clears throat> what societies have contributed, and you know, from a from a very macro level, um, you know, what what ha- what has been contributed so far, and then I would put my brainstorming hat on and say, okay, what's, what's coming next? What, you know, what, what are the sociologists anticipating? Is it, is it tech? Is it environmental? You know, where, where do we need to go? Where do I need to help take um, this world? And then, so now I've used up two days, so I guess I have five days left now, um, you know, to go ahead and advance, you know, as much as I possibly can um, in that area. Um, it would probably be entrepreneurial because, you know, you've heard, you've heard me all up until now how excited I get about um, starting new businesses. But, you know, in, in some way, how can I use what I've learned, what I know about what motivates people, what people can accomplish, what markets will accept, what markets will reject um, to advance that thing that I feel like, you know, society needs right now. So that's how I would use my one week on an island. Hopefully it would be such a newsworthy event when I'm rescued from that island that whatever it is that I came up with um, would be broadcast around the world and accepted and rejoiced and you know, actually accomplish that that one step forward for mankind <laughs> that I intended at the time. All right. Well, very interesting take with your island. So I really like all of your insights, Pam. They have just truly been valuable on so many levels for Fire Nation. Give us one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. My guiding principle would be to enjoy every day of what you're doing. Enjoy building your business. Um, you know, people ask me, as I mentioned, I'm involved in the startup community. 
uh, here in Providence, people ask me all the time, how do I get new customers? How do I grow my business? You know, how do I get new business? And the thing I tell them is, I think the most important part of, of getting new business is enjoying your business. If you love what you do, if you love your, the people you're doing it for, that will come across. People will feel that energy from you. They will feel like you care about what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish and what you're giving them that will help them accomplish it. They'll feel that. So the most important thing is to enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, it's going to become a chore and you're going to quit doing it. (laughs) And it's going to be harder and harder and harder to get new business. If you love it, if that's what excites you and gets you up in the morning, You'll want to do it, and you'll you'll have a hard time going to bed at night because you want to keep doing it. Um, so just enjoy, enjoy building your business, enjoy the challenge that is growing your business. Um, my plug, of course, Batchbook can help you do that by building relationships, by helping you understand the relationships and share with your team um, the relationships that you are building, so you can get help from your network, from your employees, from your customers, from your suppliers, from your partners, from your vendors, you know, you can share all of these goals and aspirations and victories and and defeats with that network and, and you can all enjoy it together. Love that, Pam. That was just such great actionable advice the entire time. You were so generous with your time. We truly appreciate it. Everything will be linked up in our show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash 84. So come check it out. Pam, again, Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, Sean. I really enjoyed this. It was wonderful. Thanks. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did, and when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of one of our shows to share your product or message, go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.